Happy Thanksgiving holiday weekend to all of my Canadian friends out there. I decided to drop this episode before the weekend so that you can have tips for healthy eating during the holidays and staying healthy during this holiday weekend. The holidays are always a really fun time with family and friends and lots of great food, but they can affect your healthy lifestyle goals. When the holiday season rolls in, it can get really easy to get really relaxed on healthy eating and taking care of yourself the way that you normally would. Couple that with holiday parties, holiday eating, or holiday stress and overwhelm, it can and it can really lead to you slacking on your health. I decided to talk about this for Thanksgiving so that we can apply it not only to this holiday weekend, but when December rolls around, it will be another great reminder on how to head into the the whole season, really, not just one single weekend, so that you can feel your best all the way into new year and and not really needing that new year's resolution or to have a new start reset or refresh the idea is that you treat every single day similarly so that you can always feel your best even during holidays even during vacation days and i'm in no way saying that you can't treat or indulge or anything but the idea is that you're being intentional with how you want to feel and making choices from that place and that's what i've really learned over time i think before it was almost like holidays or vacation days where you're getting a a jail free card where you can just eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want. And you absolutely can do that. But how do you feel after the weekend's over? And that's what I want to focus on. And that's why I'm excited to drop this on the Friday so that you can maybe listen to it before the weekend. So here are some fun, fun tips that I wanted to share with you on maintaining your health during the holidays in a way that works for you. And that's the key here is, is making it work for you. What works for one person is going to be completely different than another. So we'll start with healthy eating because you know, that's my jam. So I want you to begin the weekend with setting a realistic goal or vision for yourself on how you'd like the weekend to go and how I like to start with thinking of the end in mind. How do you want to feel on Tuesday morning when the weekend is over? This really helps to give you perspective of what you actually want. Do you want to wake up and feel really energized and like you had an amazing weekend and you really filled yourself up? Or you you can reverse engineer and ask yourself, what do I not want? (laughs) I don't want to wake up Tuesday morning tired, puffy, overstuffed, or hungover. Okay, so this is giving you great feedback so that you can create a plan that, again, works for you. Decide what your version of healthy eating looks like over the weekend. We can all fall to the prey of the all or nothing mentality. So I really want to help you eliminate this because it's not really serving you. So, for instance, I'll often hear clients or people that will say, oh, I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't have this. And really and truly, you can have whatever you want. And But because the problem is, is when you say that you can't have something, you associate that with like being bad if you do. And then when you eat the thing, if you do, then it can evoke feelings of shame or failure or just, again, that all or nothing mentality. Like I already messed up, so I might as well just eat all the things because I feel like crap about myself anyways, and then I'll start fresh tomorrow. And I'm here to say that that one healthy, that one not healthy food doesn't ruin anything. It doesn't. Eat the piece of pie. It's totally okay. That's healthy if that's what you're craving and that's what you're feeling. It It's totally okay. It's that all or nothing mentality that can really sabotage your goals, right? So if you have that mindset of 
this food is good, this food is bad. Try and work on neutralizing food and tuning into your body. And if you're craving something, honor where the cravings come from, enjoy and savor it. And if you're not even craving it and don't even want it, then then don't have it. But let it be from all foods are neutral. What do I actually want? So again, you decide what your healthy version of healthy eating looks like and go from that place so that you can make and create empowered choices and truly have whatever it is that you want. Again, coming back to the intention behind it. So for example, my healthy eating would look like having a healthy nourishing breakfast. So maybe a pumpkin smoothie or over pumpkin overnight oats because I like to be festive. It makes me feel like I'm totally just indulging in something amazing, but I'm also indulging in something that's nourishing my body. The old me would have skipped breakfast and lunch so that I could really eat whatever I wanted at dinner. So I could totally overdo it. And that if you if that's your mindset, I would highly recommend not doing that have a healthy nourishing breakfast. So that's going to keep your blood sugar stable, it's going to make sure that you you're not overeating later and feeling very uncomfortable. Like think about your body and your system and your stomach's only so big. So starving it for hours and then overstuffing it isn't overly beneficial. So have the healthy breakfast. That's what works for me. Uh, for lunch, I would have a yummy soup. If we're going up to my parents and I always request my dad's famous homemade soup. It's got protein. It's loaded with veggies. It's so warming and comforting, but it sits really light and it's again, nourishing my body, but something that I, I crave and love and feel so blessed to have someone else making me soup, not making it myself. And then for dinner, I have whatever I want. If I want stuffing, I have stuffing. I'm not saying I can't have stuffing because that's the carb and that's bread and bread makes like, no, let go of the food rules. What, what does your body want? What can you enjoy and enjoy eating it mindfully, intuitively. That's what my version of healthy holiday eating looks like. And notice that, okay, healthy for me is, is having the stuffing because I love it. And I have it twice a year. So big deal. And if I ate it and it didn't make me feel good, I wouldn't have it. So ask yourself, how have you handled holidays before? How did you feel? Did you enjoy the way that you felt? Did, is there something that you'd want to change? And then kind of start from that mindset of, of creating what you want. So I find by having those regular healthy meals, you keep your blood sugar in check, you keep your energy levels higher, and you just feel better. And then you avoid overeating later so that you don't go to bed with a food baby or a food coma and a sore tummy. I, I really think create that healthy version that has balance and, and enjoy it. If you're having this stuff, enjoy it, savor the flavor. And there, there's a big difference between healthy eating and disordered eating. And this is a whole other podcast that I will definitely be sharing because as I healed from my eating disorder, I definitely had a lot of disordered eating rules and habits and the holidays were a big trigger for me. I was very fearful of food. I had to burn off all the calories before I consumed them. There was a lot of unhealthy mindsets toward towards food. I tried to white knuckle a lot of things and, you know, had a lot of the all or nothing mentality. So again, if you have those, I, I've definitely been there. And between now and Christmas, I'm going to get an expert on here to, to share the difference. So it's not just my story. You're hearing it from other people too. There are so many women that we really struggle with those food rules, with the feelings of the, the way that we eat and make us good or bad. And, and I really want us to just drop that. 
(laughs) just drop it and start to be in tune and work with your body. Start to love your body and, and taking care of it from that loving place. So one of the best ways to do that as you go through the weekend is to practice mindful eating. Eating with all of your senses, notice smells, textures, tastes, flavors, and colors. Even with that healthy nourishing smoothie, I'm noticing, wow, this smells like pumpkin. It smells so good. What a delicious treat I get to have. Oh, the texture is nice and creamy. I'm sipping it. Wow, this orange color, it's so fascinating. And same with your your dinner, right? Noticing the, the same thing, like, wow, this smell reminds me of walking into my grandma's house when I was a young kid. And and sometimes those memories, they nourish you so much, right? It's not just the food, it's that that social aspect. It's it's all of the aspects, right? So that leads me into the next one. Take a moment of gratitude for the beautiful meal that's in front of you that's going to nourish your body. And perhaps making it a family affair where everybody around the table says what they're thankful for at dinner time. What are you really thankful for this year? It's been one heck of a year. <laughs> by sharing that that's another social aspect that can fill your cup and that can really you know nourish your health it's not just about the physical there's so many different ways that you can fill yourself up over the weekend and I want you to be really mindful of that the next way is to slow down at mealtime put your fork down avoid rushing through the meal really slow things down when you slow things down you're chewing more which is going to mechanically and chemically break down your food better which means you're going to digest and absorb it better when you're in that relaxed state you digest and absorb your food better and when you slow down you're giving your body the chance to realize okay we're bringing food in okay we're feeling a little bit more satisfied okay I'm ready to stop now but if we're quickly mowing things down it takes about 20 minutes for our body to realize that it's had food that it's satisfied and if you're pounding things back within two minutes, you're you're going to overeat because your body hasn't even had the time to process that it's getting the food and that it may, might be full. So here are a few ways that you can practice intuitive eating over the weekend. Really begin to listen and tune into your body's cues that it sends you. And as you tune into your body, check in if you're hungry or full. You can use a scale of one to 10, 10 being starving. I'm hangry. My tummy is grumbling. I feel very uncomfortable. I'm, I'm too hungry. You don't want to be it. You don't want to get to a 10 because if you get to a 10, if you're that hungry, and that's what I did before, I would starve all day so I could overeat at night. And then you way overeat instead of just having that healthy breakfast so that you're coming into the meal at a comfortable place, which is what you want to be. And then one would be, I'm stuffed, I'm uncomfortable, I'm not hungry at all. So again, you don't want to eat to that point either. If you're three or four, stop eating and and don't wait till you get uncomfortable to to stop. And also to, like I said, we, we don't want to be a 10. Wait, if you're starting to be a seven or eight, maybe you need a snack before dinner. And as women, we're so funny. It's like, oh, I'm hungry, but it's not mealtime, so I shouldn't eat. And it's like, no, hungry is a cue, just like having to pee is a cue, just like thirst is a cue. <laughs> so honoring it with listening to our body and not our mind, I guess is what I'll, I'll say. If you begin to feel satisfied as you're eating, start to slow down or stop eating. And you'll notice because the food won't taste as good as the first bite. I know that before I would have the first plate of food and it would taste so good because it's like a lot of foods that I don't have on a regular basis that I'd want a second plate. But then you would have that second plate and you wouldn't want to waste it because you took it, but it never tasted as good as the first one. So I like to remind myself, okay, I had a delicious first plate and 
you know, if I'm hungry later, I can warm up some more and I can have more or I can have some leftovers tomorrow. And that avoids that overeating for me, knowing that I, I can have it again whenever I want and that I'm tuning into my body and saying, I'm actually quite satisfied. So eating more isn't going to make me feel better and it's not going to taste as good as the first bite. Your body will actually notice that. As I'm building my plates, I also like to add in a lot of veggies because that helps to ensure that I'm getting fiber and nutrients so that, again, your body's staying regular (laughs) and just feeling really good. After dinner, if they're sweets, I tune into if I want it or not. It's not I can or I can't. It's, okay, there's a delicious pumpkin pie that's homemade that I normally don't have. Do I feel like it today? And some days it's a no. And so I don't have it. And some days it's a yes. And so I'd have a small piece and really enjoy it because chances are after a big Thanksgiving meal, I'm not hungry. So I don't need a great big piece because I'm not hungry. I'm I'm just having it because I have this craving for something that's there. And sometimes I'll even say, okay, I'll have it later with a, a tea or something like that. So another recap for practicing intuitive eating, avoid skipping meals. Enjoy all foods. No foods are off limits. No foods are good or bad. Let yourself live and make peace with food. Everything in moderation. Add in your veggies. Snack wisely. I like to avoid having seconds because chances are I'm I'm typically not hungry. It was just really good and I want more because I love food. But I always allow myself like you can have that later. And chances are I'm like, yeah, good, good call. (laughs) I stop like when you stop and you're at that 80% fullness, it's so good because you feel better. Like when you stop and you're completely stuffed, it, it doesn't feel good. And I like to think of a time where I've done it before. And remembering that uncomfortable feeling like, yeah, I don't really want to do that again. That's motivation enough for me. If you're plant-based and you don't do a traditional turkey dinner, find a fun, fabulous comfort food recipe that tastes fantastic and is still healthy. I really love the acorn stuffed squash recipe from my first cookbook. There's a lot on my blog as well, so you can head over there. The, The link is in the show notes. And remember that you can always find a healthy alternative to your favorite dish. There are lots of options. If you're going somewhere and you don't feel like you have control over what's being made and you really don't like turkey, bring food. People love when you bring food. You can absolutely bring something that is plant-based or in alignment with how you want to be eating and how you want to feel. And that's what I'll say about healthy eating. Just create a way that works for you. Envision how you want to feel at the end of the weekend and make choices from that empowered neutral state of everything's on the table, but what do I actually want? How am I actually feeling? What is my body communicating with me? Am I actually hungry? So the second tip is to get some fun movement in. After Thanksgiving dinner, I love to do a family walk. The fresh air, like the fall air is just so amazing. It's so energizing. And the movement really feels energizing as well versus having that meal and then laying on the couch, you tend to want to fall asleep. We're going to turkey coma, right? I love to get movement in in a really fun way, not working out to burn off or earn your dinner or to punish yourself for overeating. That mindset is so toxic. Begin to move your body because it enjoys movement. Think of movements that feel really good. And that's the intention behind the movement is to fill yourself up, to feel better, not (laughs) the opposite. And there's so many fun ways that you can get movement in over the weekend that doesn't have to feel like a workout. We love to do a lot of hikes in the bush with the family and our dog, Logan. It's like the fall leaves are so 
beautiful right now. We'll head out for that. Rowan got a flag football set for Easter. So we're excited to bring that up and play outside as a family. And that's the idea. How can you add in more play? How can you add in more fun movement over the weekend so that you're filling yourself up? The next thing that I wanted to address about a healthy weekend is being mindful of alcohol consumption. Glass of wine with dinner is no problem at all. And I'm not here to be the no fun police. But if you're consuming alcohol on the holiday weekends and you're over consuming it, it can lead you to not feel so great on Tuesday mornings. Again, a glass of wine will do little damage to your overall health. But if you're in the habit of or have a hard time just having the one glass, you you tend one leads to two leads to three, it has that cumulative effect and it can really add up. Again, calorie wise, one five ounce glass of red wine has 150 calories. And how many servings do you normally drink? And these calories go above and beyond the dinner. If you're having a bottle of wine, that's 25 ounces, which was five servings, which is 750 calories. So for a lot of women, our caloric intake is 16, 17, 18, up to 2000 calories per day. So if most of that's coming from wine, you, you can be over consuming. And again, by keeping it to one glass, you would be making it better on yourself calorie wise, but also health wise, energy wise. This Thanksgiving, I'm actually going alcohol free because I'm doing another 30 day alcohol free challenge with myself. I love to do these mini detoxes just as a challenge, like a kind of science experiment to see how great I can really feel. Because again, alcohol can negatively influence or impact, I tried to combine those, your body, it can cause inflammation, liver damage, heart damage, fatigue, brain fog, stomach distress, It can impact your bones over time. It can impact your central nervous system. It can definitely impact your mood, causing anxiety or depression the next morning. It can cause bloating because drinking can really damage the tissues in your digestive tract and prevent your intestines from actually digesting food and absorbing the nutrients and vitamins. You know that saying, you are what you eat. Well, you're actually, you are what you digest and absorb and alcohol can influence or impact what you're absorbing. Drinking more than a few drinks can also impact your body's natural immune system, making it harder for your body to fight off invading germs and viruses. And I don't know about you guys, but through this time of year, I'm very mindful of supporting my immune system as we move from summer into fall. That tends to be when there's a lot of colds. There's a lot of things going around right now. So I just really am trying to support my immune system naturally. And giving up alcohol for 30 days is one of the ways that I'm, I'm doing that as well. Okay, so if you're looking for some ways to give up alcohol this holiday season, have a plan in place ahead of time. So again, just the same way with food, like how do you want to feel on Tuesday? The same thing. I don't want to feel hungover, tired, lethargic, brain fog. I want to feel really good. So I have made a plan of having non-alcoholic drinks so that I can still be fancy and pour it in my wine glass and enjoy a, a delicious drink with friends and family, but without, without maybe the calories or without the hangover, without the alcohol hurting my system. So I love kombucha. There's so many different flavors. I've just got introduced to more kombuchas. I'm going to order a pack from them. Groovy is another non-alcoholic drink. They have an IPA. They have all kinds of different non-alcoholic beer options. They also have a bubbly rosé, a dry secco. So again, Having all of that, it's not I can or I can't, this is good or it's bad. It's like, what empowered choice do I want to make this weekend? And for me, my choice is I'm going to have a non-alcoholic drink and I'm going to see how that goes. 
There is also some, uh, Sparkmouth. I haven't tried this yet. The Moscow Mule. I'm like, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Cedars Pink Rose. Or you can make your own mocktails. There's so many fun ways. You can even get some green juice and pour it into your favorite fancy glass and support your body. That is all I'm going to say about that. And I love my red wine. I am not here to judge. I share my experience. I share what works for me. I share education and knowledge and hopes to inspire you not to be judgy in, in one way or another. I know for myself, I love red wine. It's so delicious, but one glass can sometimes lead to two or three. And then I wake up feeling a little groggy and I don't feel like doing that this holiday. So I'm not. And that brings me into the second last point that I wanted to make, and that's to get enough sleep. And I struggle with this one. I love seeing family and friends, and I never want to be the first one to go to bed because I love chatting and catching up. But I really want to feel rested and recharged so I go into the the next week feeling really good. And when I get enough sleep, when I go to bed on time, when I get that rest, I feel amazing. And who doesn't want to feel amazing? (laughs) so that's a reminder that I give myself when I want to be like no don't go to bed let's keep chatting it's like no 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 okay 10 10 30 11 that's my sweet spot if I go to bed then I'm good if I stay up past 11 I tend to stay up past 12 and then I'm a little bit tired the next day and it takes a long time to catch up on that sleep so it's better to be proactive than reactive Getting better sleep allows you to have a better mood. If you sleep well, you wake up feeling rested. You feel better. Your energy levels are higher, which means you have more energy to do the things you love. It increases your productivity. It can increase your exercise performance, and it can improve your memory. So there's a lot of benefits of just getting enough sleep, and it's it's free. It's the lowest hanging fruit. And did you know that sleep also boosts your immune system? When your body gets asleep, it needs your immune cells and proteins get the rest. They need to fight off whatever comes their way. So again, I'm talking a lot about immunity and we tend to think that we just have this immune system, but there's a lot of natural ways that we can support our body and support its natural immune system. And getting enough sleep is one of them. Limiting alcohol is another one. Consuming healthy foods is is another one, especially a lot of foods with vitamin C, which I've shared that in in a newsletter post. Uh, a newsletter (laughs) just a bit ago. Getting enough sleep can actually help with weight loss as well. I know a lot of clients come to me to eliminate food rules, to create a healthier relationship with food and to lose weight. Like I would say the weight loss is a cherry on the top. It's about getting all of those healthy habits in place and working with your body. And once you do that, the weight just falls off because you're supporting your system. And when you don't get enough sleep, your body produces ghrelin, which is a hormone that boosts appetite. I like to call it ghrelin the gremlin. It's that one that's like, oh, makes you hangry, makes you want to eat because it's boosting your appetite. It's saying, okay, I'm so hungry. And when you're not getting enough sleep, your body also decreases the production of leptin, a hormone that tells your body when you're full. Okay, so you're having that, that hungry hormone increase. And you're having the one that tells you you're full decrease. Think about how that combination <laughs> or that combo can really sabotage your healthy eating goals. And it's it's not even you. Like, And I'm sure you felt it before where you have not had a lot of sleep and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry all day. I feel like I have a hollow leg is an expression that we use in our family. And you're actually hungry. There is that sensation. So it's not like you're bored eating. And it's, it's often because you're not getting enough sleep. Support your body. One of the best ways you can is to get enough sleep, especially on a long weekend. Aim to get eight hours a night so that you can really feel your best coming into the following week. And 
day after day, just prioritize these small little habits that sound so simple, but not easy, right? Okay, the next one, stress management. Stress can really wreak havoc on your body in so many ways. It can show up in anxiety, depression, sadness, inability to sleep. So that one simple thing you want to do, but you can't do because you're stressed, you get tension headaches, you just overall don't feel well. It's really important if the holidays are a stressful time for you, if everybody's coming over to your house and it's a little bit chaotic, create a stress management plan for you. So if you're feeling anxiety creep in, what can you do? If you're feeling feelings of depression or irritability, how can you healthily cope with that in a way that's going to support your body? So for example, is there a way that you can sneak out and do a yoga class? Is there a way that you can sit in the backyard for 10 minutes and just do a quiet meditation? There's so many ways that you can manage your stress, but I'm not going to create that list for you. The idea is for you to tune into how you're feeling and really listen and honor what your body needs. The last point that I'll have for having a healthy weekend is to take some time for yourself. Okay, long weekends are a great time. Chances are your partner has the time off too. If they don't, maybe you're with your family and your your parents are there and you can ask them to watch the kids. Maybe you and your husband can go on a walk. You can have that time or maybe you need that time for yourself. I'm going to try and sneak in a paddle this weekend if the water's not too cold. And, you know, go for a walk, meditate, do something that fills you up. Again, this is you nourishing you and you taking time for you. I know introverts, the holidays can be a really stressful time. You're surrounded by people all the time and this can really affect them and their ability to recharge. I'm not an introvert, but kids can be introverts and they might not know how to communicate that to you. And I know some people that are, and I know exactly that, okay, I can handle 24 hours with people and then I need a day where it's quiet. So I take that time for myself. And I think it's really important to share how essential it is to show up for yourself. And I know as mothers, as wives, as women, we fill everybody else's cup up first. And we sometimes feel selfish taking care of ourselves. It's just like we're not hardwired. It's it's so easy to pour into everybody else. And I, I repeat this all the time, but I, it's because I see it all the time. And I want to say that when you take care of yourself, when you have the healthy coping mechanisms, when you drink the water and you do all these things, you are being the most positive role model and it ripples out to all of the people around you. It ripples out to all of the people that are around you. You are showing them the way and you are inspiring them without even having to say anything. You don't even have to say anything. And I'll share an example before I end this. And it was that One of our children was really upset or frustrated about something and they wanted to be snarky because they weren't sure how to process what they were feeling. So they went into the front room, which is my peace room, if you know, and they got, she got her journal and she wrote out all the things that she had to do the next day because I think she's feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And then she wrote a whole entire page of all of the things that she was grateful for. And some of the things were like, I'm grateful for my heart. I'm grateful for my bed. (laughs) It was the sweetest thing. And I'm grateful for my parents, even in that moment of her being overwhelmed, because she sees that I go to my journal. And another example is one day I was feeling a little bit sad. And instead of hiding my sadness, which my kids could see, I was like, yeah, mommy's just feeling a little bit sad today. So I'm just going to go for a walk in nature because that makes my heart happy. And I talk like that with them. And so, you know, sometimes when their heart feels sad, they're able to communicate to me, my heart feels sad. Do you want to go for a walk with me today, mom? Or, you know, can I have a bath? They'll ask me that often. And of course, I'll make you a bath. And I make it so, you know, 
the salts and the crystals and the candles to let them know that they're worthy of something like that epic experience when they're not feeling their best too. I will leave that with you. I hope that you have the most amazing Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you take some time to really fill yourself up and to enjoy nourishing ourselves, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and just really take some time to be thankful this weekend because there's always so much to be thankful for. And after this year, especially, I know that my list is is super long. And right now today, I'm thankful for all of you for being here and for tuning in and listening and supporting the podcast. I want to thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will see you next week.